This is a podcast where a real medical professional and me, an absolutely unqualified amateur, discuss fake medical emergencies. Obviously, this podcast is no substitute for actual medical advice. If you think you're having a medical emergency, please seek out real medical attention. And if you're going to listen to this in the ER waiting room, then for the love of God, put in headphones. Hi, everybody. This is Jackson Vane. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as It's.com, a Homestar Runner review. Uh, This is a podcast about fake medicine on fake TV. And fake, and movie. Well, it's real TV. Real TV. But also real movies, but just done really, really badly. Yeah. Jackson is a real doctor. Yep. I'm a real doctor. Just. Watch, watches a lot of TV, watch a lot of movies, just noticing a lot of bad stuff. So we're going to just talk about some really weird and just abnormal cases that we've noticed recently. All right. And you might have caught us at Comic-Con this year, 2019, where we did a panel with a bunch of physicians and a bunch of bootleg movie clips. Oh, so many bootleg movie clips. And we're probably going to... we're Today, we're going to do a deep dive on one of those movie clips that we yeah. did at the panel. Um, what are we discussing was, today? We're going to discuss Shooter. It's uh, the 2007 movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg. It was... It was pretty well received when we discussed it, but there were a lot of things we didn't touch on because of just how time-constrained we were, so we're just going to do a little deeper dive in it today. I feel like we could do a Mark Wahlberg month. Oh, yeah. Planet of the Apes. Uh, Perfect Storm, probably. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good ones. I'm guessing that's not how drowning works? I mean, wet drowning. I mean, we see dry drowning all the time in the ER, but that doesn't exist, but that's another subject. All right. So, what's the first thing you want to talk about in Shooter? So, I think the first thing we'll talk about is just in the beginning, or towards the first third or so when uh he gets shot and they're chasing him down and he's losing blood and he has to stabilize himself wait shooter gets shot i know huh i mean it's in the title the shooter himself gets shot and now he's on a manhunt the shooter has become the shooty correct and what happens is he needs to get uh some nutrition into him and he needs to establish an iv so he goes to the convenience store um, while he's being under a manhunt Cleverly takes out all the electricity so he can walk in and give cash just so he can collect um, some tubing, some salt, some sugar. And then he finds a marinade needle somewhere and then proceeds to give himself an IV to give him the proper electrolytes to survive long enough to seek refuge in someone's house. Okay. There's so many things that we need to talk about. That we'll have a, If you're listening to this on something where you can click into it, you can check the show notes for a link to... A bootleg video of it on YouTube. Yep. Please don't report us <laughs> and take down our clip. But um, I think the first thing that we need to talk about is just, does this work? And, mm-hmm. you know, in the ER, we do end up giving patients uh, saline uh, fluid, which is essentially just salt water, but to the right osmo- um, osmolarity of your own blood. The problem is if you mix too much or too little, that can cause damage to certain parts of your body. So, like your blood cells. If you put too little salt or sugar in, um, if you remember all your osmotic pressures and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From, so, from uh, so, osmosis yes. 301. Yeah, or osmosis my- Jones or whatever like that. The big thing is if you have a concentrated – if something's concentrated in one area – things tend to move to less concentrated areas. So if your blood cell has a certain concentration of electrolytes and whatnot, and the outside has less, 
physics-wise, it should move out of the cell and into that part. Actually, sorry, it's the opposite direction. My bad. So the water is going to move into the cells and make it more dilute. And if that water moves into the cell, it's going to make it explode. That's bad. That's bad. So your blood cells bursting is a bad thing. Noted. You can take notes on this. The other thing is if you have too dilute of uh, water going into your uh, veins, it can potentially go to your brain, cause brain cells to swell. Your brain swells. And then you herniate, which means your brain actually swells into your brain stem. Or your brainstem goes into your spinal canal, and then you die, too. Okay. So we'll see that um, in patients when families dilute their formula too much. Really? Yeah. So towards the end of the month, especially for financially hardshipped families, they will mix the formula with extra water just to get them through until the next supply comes through. That's insane. So then you'll have babies come in with seizures um, and potentially die because of how... They're trying to stretch out the last bits of formula they can. This is not a political podcast, but it's I'm just going to encourage all of you to think about that for a second because that's nuts. Yeah, so we'll see that at the end of the month um, for those families too. But that's one part. The other part is if you mix a sugar in there, we do use sugar on um, you know your diabetic patients that took too much insulin and are like comatose, kids with seizures that have hypoglycemia, and we'll give them an app of sugar, which is just a like a push of almost like syrup into the, the bloodstream. And that kind of raises up your blood glucose and can actually just make you come back too. However, if you put too much with the salt in there, you can essentially just block off your whole blood cell or your blood vein and die. Because you're basically putting marinade in there. Yeah. Well, he did use a marinade needle. So, you know, the checks out. Is, yeah, the, it checks out. So he'll be ready for Thanksgiving and be good on that part. Um, so that one really caught me. The other part was just how he put in the IV. And um, you kind of want to go flat and pretty much parallel. I'm trying to gesture it to Johnny right now. Mm-hmm. But we're basically going flat against the skin, almost parallel, right into the vein. And he went 90 degrees right into the um, elbow. And you're not going to hit anything other than bone. If you're lucky, you'll get it. But the chances are you'll probably go straight through. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, it's so not... So if you're going parallel, you're going into the vein. Yeah. As opposed to through the vein, yeah, I mean, hopefully. Good examples is like if you watch any scene where a junkie is shooting up, they're they're not putting the needle straight into their elbow, right? Mm-hmm. They're tying it off, they're holding it with their teeth, and then just slowly... Holding their arm straight. Holding their arm straight and putting it in there. But it's really hard to find your vein. If you're that dehydrated too, or you've lost a lot of blood, your blood vessels are going to just all be collapsed. So the odds of you putting in... Essentially, what is the diameter of a basketball inflating needle into your veins is pretty hard. Plus, it's really blunt. If you think about it. like a marinade needle, if you've ever stabbed your turkey and tried to make it juicier, it's not super sharp. It's very blunt. So it doesn't work as well. So so what would the effect be of, you know, normal Mark Wahlberg uh-huh. and homemade marinade. sugar salt? Ivy. It's gonna burn a lot. Oof. Yeah. If you had if you had any wound and you put salt on it, it's gonna really, really burn. So that part's gonna really suck for him. Um, the sugar part won't feel that bad, but um, you might get a burst of energy for a little bit. And if he's lucky and he makes everything right, he'll feel okay. But if he makes anything wrong, he'll start kind of getting woozy, decompensating pretty quickly, and pretty much die soon okay yeah which is 
generally not good for the plot. No, and I mean, that's what he's trying to do is, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to stave off death just for a little longer, just so he can make it um, to Seraphine, played by Kate Mara's house, um, just to get refuge and get surgery eventually. Okay. Yeah. So, what could they have done to... Well, number one, is this something... What's Shooter's background in this? Is he ex-military? I'm checking right now to see. Um, I guess he's ex-military, but I'm not 100% sure right now. Is this the sort of thing that somebody would, you know, with field medicine experience, be able to kind of do, maybe? I mean, if you had measuring tools and a scale and all that stuff, yeah, maybe, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, definitely they wouldn't do that first. You would just try to control the pressure, uh, the bleeding where you can, and then try to get help. I know he's on a manhunt, and he's trying his best not to get caught or anything like that, but doing that is potentially going to kill him faster than, than the seeking other refuge first. Yeah, he probably could have just made it to that person's house and gotten help before mm-hmm. doing all of that extra stuff. But yeah, um, and it sounds like he was like an assassin, and then also... Um, yeah, just ex-military. Oh, he's a rogue secret. He He's being hunted down. He's a force recon veteran, which I'm not sure what that is. I'm not military. But he's also being hunted down by a private military company. So that's what it is. Okay. So for this scene, mm-hmm. let's say, well, we want to have... We want to have a scene where... Mark Wahlberg is a badass because we haven't seen that enough in film. Well, yeah. Uh, He deserves finally his time to shine. Yeah. Uh, And so we want him to essentially operate on himself or give himself first aid. Okay. What would, if you were medical advisor for Uh Shooter, what would you say as a way to have a similar stake scene? I mean, if he's, like, this really badass rogue agent, he probably has a field kit somewhere. And, you know, he'll probably have something called Quick Clot, which will... It just just expands and closes up the wound, stop the bleeding. It's Fix-A-Flat for... Fix-A-Flat for bad bleeds, basically. And that actually is available around, too. And that's one of those big initiatives that first aid um, EMS providers and even ER providers kind of are trying to set up. Like Narcan. Kind of like Narcan. Um but they're also trying to get it in those AED places. So, you know, the things oh, where yeah. you see wherever you get shocked, the one where you pull out to defibrillate people, they're actually putting those in there now, too. So if someone gets shot or has a significant bleed, they can actually put the quick clot on, pull it, it turns into an epoxy kind of. Oh, wow. It's like a patch. Yeah. That's nuts. So that's one thing he can potentially do. Um, and I feel like if he was one of those people, he would have one of those things. He probably would have like... Or would know to look for it. Exactly. Or have like a go kit, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, EpiPen for him. That'll maintain his blood pressure. Better than the sugar would. Correct. Because that would cause all of his blood vessels to constrict. Um, allow him to get flow to his brain and allow him to keep running and moving. So okay. those are probably the big things. And you know, But the, would they make him as delicious? Which one? The EpiPen. I mean, compared to you know I've, a nice, nice, gentle based, it won't. It'll still hurt, <laughs> but not as delicious. I, I mean, he can try it, but he's probably just going to be gummier and stringier because Ugh. it just makes everything much more tense. <sighs> Dang, I know. There's nothing like a dry, stringy Wahlberg. Uh, it's a give and take, you know. It's either an alive Wahlberg or a bad Wahlberg. But you gotta sous vide your Wahlbergs, guys. That'll keep it tender and um, go pretty well. I would say. All right. And then, you know, I think the follow-up scene is right when he gets to safety. Mm-hmm. And then um, they actually find someone who's willing to do surgery on him. They find a Dr. Nick. 
Yeah. Essentially, that's what it is because her qualifications are just as good as Dr. <laughs> um, but they get to her house and he has, he bought, he was thinking ahead and bought a lot of cans of whipped cream for this part. And uh, the whipped cream was helpful for him to pass out as he did a lot of whippets just so that he can get um, surgery performed on him. If you attended our Comic-Con panel, you know that we do not recommend doing whippets. Nope. I know some of our providers knew a lot about it, but I can say they did not use it. Wink. <laughs> but we can just stop at that part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he does whippets and he's just out completely while she's digging around removing the bullet. And, and then, what is a whippet? Whippet is usually like nitrous oxide. Causes you to pass out. Um, it makes you really dissociate more than anything. Sometimes there's a mild anesthetic effect. It's laughing gas. Mm-hmm. So it's what you use when you go to the dentist's office. Um, the good thing about whippets is it doesn't fully make you not breathe anymore unless you do such a high concentration that it knocks you out. So you can preserve some of your breathing. So that's why it's good for him because technically he's under anesthesia. And it is an anesthesia that people actually use yeah. Not just recreational. Yeah, and we use it more... I mean, there's a difference between... I mean, it is an anesthesia, but it's more like a sedative mm-hmm. more than anything. And it's an anxiolytic, so it removes anxiety as well. So those are all good things there. Um, but the problem is, it's very short-acting, and you need a constant supply to keep you under. Mm-hmm. And usually you need to mix it with oxygen, too, because if you're not if you're not mixing it at the right dose, you can potentially cause anoxia of the brain and die. Which so, is... Yeah. Which is bad. Anoxia is lack of oxygen. Correct. Yeah. Um, and that's why you'll see people like, I think Steve-O was one of those people, one of the jackass people. He used to do whippet cans all the time. And he actually slipped into seizures because of that. And because he wasn't getting oxygen in the brain, that's why he was having seizures. And that's a big concern with this scene, too, is if he did a lot of whippets and um, to the point where he passed out, the risk of him potentially having seizures is really high. So that's one issue. Mm-hmm. The other issue is the the old trope of digging stuff out. Um, you're not supposed to dig anything out. Like We'll see patients that get shot all the time, and we don't pull the bullet out. Because the risk of actually pulling the bullet out is more dangerous than leaving it in. It's very counterintuitive, mm-hmm. you know, but that's like a fact of life. That's in... That's across the board, not just in the, well, if you get shot by an arrow, don't pull the arrow out. Yeah. It's anything. Is yeah. It- I mean, if you get shot by an arrow, eventually that needs to come out, but you can't just yank it out mm-hmm. um, in the field because when you pull it out, you're basically destroying all the tissue that's around it too. And even in the hospital, if you got shot and it's not pushing on anything dangerous or potentially um, cutting off a nerve or a blood vessel, we'll leave it there. You'll set off every metal detector for the rest of your life, but at least you're still setting off metal detectors because you're alive. Um, and th- that's because, again, you run the same risk of damaging nerves and and mm-hmm. just breaking more yeah. shit. Um, I mean, it's the old saying, don't look for problems mm-hmm. unless you know what to do with it, and don't create new problems, period. Now, are, are bullets no longer lead? I mean, there are still lead bullets. Okay. Um, there's also, like, lead tips. There's copper bullets and all mm-hmm. that stuff, too, like BBs. But a lot of times, it's still lead. And it's better to leave the lead in than to, than to dig But they're usually encapsulated, okay. too, though. So okay. that's okay. Long-term lead poisoning from that is probably not going to be too bad. But eventually, they'll take it out, but not in an emergent situation. Okay. And if it's not causing any issues, leave it. Um, so, again, with this nitrous scene. Mm-hmm. 
how do you have a scene that I, I wouldn't have dug out the bullet you wouldn't have just okay just leave it so what else did they do in the scene um I, I remember she just kept digging and digging and then for such a small procedure she brought out a lot of bags of medical waste <laughs> like four bags of medical waste and like not just tiny bags but like full-on garbage bags and if you look at the scene there's not a lot of blood um that would necessitate or necessitate that many towels but also those towels aren't sterile so you know that should be getting real infected and gnarly at some point in the movie too and unlike mark Wahlberg, she's a doctor and should know better i mean if we want to go with that sure <laughs> i mean the character yeah the character well she's like a she was just his friend and okay. a spotter so she has some kind okay. of like field experience, but not real heavy medical experience to be doing stuff. So, like so that. it's the kind of mistake that someone would make. It just would be a lot more devastating than we see in the movie. Correct, and like also where the bullet was in his chest. You know, he he might have had a collapsed lung and whatnot. So digging around more is making a bigger hole, which essentially can cause the lung to collapse a lot more. Yeah, holes in the lung bad. Holes in the lung usually frowned upon. It's like a balloon that can't inflate. I learn new things every day. <laughs> I mean, it, it's an interesting scene. I, I get all the drama. It makes it fun, but it's really hard not to cringe when you're watching certain things like that. It's mm-hmm. like the most uncomfortable um, scene of just watching back-to-back Mark Wahlberg trying to be a badass, but potentially putting him <laughs> in way more harm than he should be. Um, but yeah. Anything else we want to talk about in Shooter? I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, a lot of it's just people... I, I think just a general trope, too, is anytime someone gets punched one time, they get, like, knocked out immediately. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. It's, and it's really bad for you. It is bad for you, because essentially it's, like, minor brain damage kind of things. But the one-punch knockout trope is, like, one of the weirdest tropes that I've ever seen in, like, anything. Because we'll get... People get beat up all the time, but they don't get knocked out right away. It takes time sometimes, or repeated hits. Like, you watch enough boxing and MMA, you realize how many hits it does take to get someone knocked Mm -hmm. out. No one has that strength. And if they do, they probably have broken something at that point already. Because the skull's pretty darn thick. And unless your skull is like an egg, it's going to take a lot. I was uh, watching Vitas, uh, where they redid the Home, Home Alone pranks on ballistic dummies uh and even the full paint can to the face you know would break the nose might crack the skull but nothing else yeah well I, it, and i'd probably knock you out from a concussion from the from the whiplash. concussion yeah but you're not like down for yeah the whole thing and not able to get up anymore and then fine as soon as the next scenes are out yes yeah but yeah shooter still a fun movie i would definitely still watch it it's just from a medical standpoint, got a lot of things that can still work out. All right. Um, so that's it for this episode. Anything, unless you've got anything else to add. I'm good. Uh, this is, we're just starting out. So do us a favor. Get, leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us one on Stitcher. And I'm stealing this from a podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones, which is awesome. Uh, if you like this podcast, please just tell one person about it. Tell them to check it out. And we'd really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys.